Welcome to the Shepherd Peace Counseling Ministries. I'm Nathan Clark, and here on our series, Questions and Answers, we are going to be looking at the question, is suicide the unforgivable sin? Now, this is a difficult subject, and a very sensitive one at that, but I do think it is important that we uh, weigh out these questions and open up the Word of God and see what God just has to say about this. Now, as far as I'm aware, there's only one unforgivable sin found in the Bible. It is referenced several times in the Synoptic Gospels. So let's just turn and see what the Bible has to say about this question. And we'll start in Matthew chapter 12 and we'll jump in at verse number 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. Now those words, neither in this world or in the world to come, is very strong language. I think it pretty much cinches the idea that this is an unforgivable sin and that we, we don't, we're not looking at some sort of symbolic language and we need to um, stand up and pay attention and, and see what's going on right here. Now we see that we can actually blaspheme against Jesus himself, yet, and we will be forgiven. But the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, we cannot. So what is blaspheme of the Holy Spirit? Well, the answer, I believe, is found of Jesus assigning this title to the Pharisees. So let's turn to verse number 22 and begin this story. Then was brought unto him, Jesus, one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. And all the people were amazed, and said, Is not this the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. So what we see here is the Pharisees are accusing Jesus of getting his power to cast out demons, to cast out devils, from Satan himself. And then if we read the verses after this, we'll see that Jesus is explaining how that makes no sense. Why on earth would Satan um, be part of a, a plan to go against himself? But in verse number 28, Jesus drops a very important piece of information to help bring this whole puzzle together. Let's read that. He says, but if I cast out devils by the, Holy, by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Jesus is admitting, he is revealing how he is casting out these demons, out these devils. And he is doing so by the power of the Holy Ghost. So, we put this together. What we see is, is blaspheme of the Holy Spirit is giving Satan credit for that which the Holy Spirit does, or giving the Holy Spirit <laughs> credit for the evil that Satan does. Now, this is very dangerous. In fact, I had an internet conversation with a young lady several years back where she told me that she um, wasn't concerned about what the Bible had to say, 
She wasn't concerned whether the Bible is accurate or inaccurate because none of that was important now because she is a Holy Spirit-led Christian. And the only thing that matters is what the Holy Spirit leads her to do. Wasn't concerned about making sure that that was the Holy Spirit leading her, but that she was confident that whatever impulse or emotion she had must have been from the Holy Spirit. So when we give the Holy Spirit or make the statement that I am being led by the Holy Spirit, when I am doing something that is actually sinful, then I, I think that we are, are dangerously close to what these verses are implying, that that is blaspheme of the Holy Spirit. So we can see that if this in fact is the blaspheme of the Holy Spirit is the only unforgivable sin, and that is giving the devil credit for that which only the Spirit of God can do, or giving the Spirit of God credit for that which only the evil that Satan can do, then we are blasphemed. Now, this obviously is not suicide. So is it possible for a Christian to commit suicide? I think that it is highly improbable that a Holy Spirit possessed person who has the fruit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance is capable of devising, planning, initiating, and following through with a suicide attempt. But in my experience as a Christian counselor, I do think that it is possible, although improbable, it is possible for a Christian to be so overtaken by emotional grief and impulsivity that in a moment that he could give in to that impulsivity while his emotions are ruling him and his um, intellectual abilities are limited, that he could take his life. Now, this is a difficult subject and one that is very sensitive depending on um, the circumstances of loved ones in your life. There are many that I have, I have talked to that have lost a loved one in their life to suicide and of course they want to know the answer to this question and is a difficult one to give. So to summarize to the, the best of my ability, I would say that it is not impossible for a Christian to commit suicide due to the things that I've stated earlier, but it is improbable that a Christian would commit suicide. Well, I hope that these words have been helpful to you today, and I want to continue to encourage each and every one of you to open up your Word of God and dig through it and uh, get these questions out there and get these questions answered. And I want to encourage you that if you have a question for the Shepherd Peace Counseling Ministries, please email us at the email address found at the end of this movie, and we will um, look into it to the best of our abilities. Thank you, and may God bless you.